Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 62 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. And Mondo, this is a very special episode. Do you know why? Why? Because this week's episode is brought to you by Alpha Brain. Whoa, are we really sponsored by Alpha? Are we going to get in trouble by Armando? What? Do you have a beta brain? <laughs> is your brain getting bullied by other brains at parties? Then you need Alpha Brain from on it. Alpha Brain is made from proven nootropic substances, and you're probably like, "What's a nootropic?" That sounds like a word some insane Romanian chemist just made up in the 1960s when he was tripping balls. Yeah. Maybe, but Alpha Brain is your one-way ticket to cranial dominance. Alpha Brain's effectiveness is backed by clinical double-blind studies. Will you ever read these studies? Absolutely not, because only betas read studies. Alphas take your, <laughs> our word for it. You know, us, the people who have a financial stake in you believing it works. So instead of spending $3 on an overpriced cup of coffee, you can spend $3 on this little packet of top-sourced natural ingredients. I said top sourced natural ingredients. Joe Rogan personally collected the cat's claw for each packet while seeing visual hallucinations <laughs> of the sixth dimension during an ayahuasca ceremony deep in the Amazon rainforest. That's right. Joe Rogan, nootropics, Amazon rainforest, alpha, buzzwords, money. Stop being a beta cuck and get your alpha brain today. This ad does not necessarily represent the views of Onnit, O-N-N-I-T, or the views of medical science at large. If you take Alpha Brain and experience mood swings, depression, or homicidal rage, consult a doctor immediately. Like a beta puss, or go bow hunting and kill a wild jaguar in the Amazon rainforest like a fucking alpha. Onnit is, uh, <laughs> is not responsible for nootropic-related jaguar deaths. Pretty good. I was so fucking close. I almost got through it without stumbling. Pretty, ah. pretty good. Pretty good. All right, let's take it from the top. I got to go nail that last line. Okay, ready? One, two, three, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did actually. I mean, this this little thing I'm holding up. The I did buy this from Sprouts. This is this is the real Alpha Brain. Yeah. Um. Well, what do you think about the product? I mean, I know you're kind of goofing on it, but does the shit. How long have you had it? Have you tried it like a couple, like a couple times already? Or this is first time. First time. I I tried the pill form like a y years ago, and I felt like it did absolutely nothing. But I tried this, and and I I think it worked somewhat because I I've been writing a lot more. I gave up video games. I more I guess more than a week ago now, and I've been trying to trying to get a lot of writing done. And sometimes I can get in like a really good flow state where I'm just typing stuff out. It's great. Sometimes uh, I'm really struggling, and, and the one time I used Alpha Brain, I did get in that flow state. I don't, I don't. To be honest, I don't know if it works better than just regular caffeine, though. You know what you should do is you should uh, put it in a bottle with water, and then dunk a tampon in it, and then put it in your butt and see if it really works. Oh wow! You're, so you're, you're saying like rectal? Yeah. You, why do I feel like Joe Rogan would be really on top of that? I mean, like you know what we we really need to so so. Alpha Brain suppositories. Yeah, yeah. I think we got to pitch that. I, why do I feel like they'd be on board with that? <laughs> They're like, yeah. It's not gay if you put it in your butt yourself. <laughs> Only alphas stick stuff up their butt. 
pages drink things like little pansies. <laughs> it takes a real man to wait. Huh, what? <laughs> um, you Excellent. know what, Mondo? I had not thought of that. You know, I will. I will conduct my own double blind study. Whoa! And get back to you. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. <laughs> so, you think the powder work way works a little bit, or? or? Well, I, I guess part of it too is, is this is this is labeled Alpha Brain Instant. Um, so maybe it works quicker. Like I said, I, I didn't notice anything when I when I tried the the pill form, but yeah, I thought that helped. I mean, but you also don't normally like take or consume caffeine of any kind. You don't really because you were doing the yerba mate thing for a while, but you stopped that shit, right? Uh, no, I still take yerba mate. I just stopped doing the really sugar one because uh, it's not it wasn't as much about caffeine. It was just that the herba mate I was drinking had almost as much sugar, if not more, than a, like a soda. Yeah. So I just tried to to take ones that were low sugar, sugar free. Gotcha. But what I'm saying is like, because you weren't already taking like a caffeine or I, other... I don't drink caffeine daily. Yeah. But yeah. I do like a couple times a week at this point. Um, but through through that stuff or through other stuff or just coffee? No, I just, just you through like tea. Oh, gotcha. Herba mate is a tea or uh, green tea usually. One of the two. Yeah, I I have to mix in coffee and tea, but so alpha work. Alpha. But I wonder. Okay, he, now I'm really wondering what happens if you take alpha brain, you mix it with herba mate, and then you do it as a suppository. Whoa. Holy shit. Like, I think you just, like, transcend space and time at that point. You become fucking enlightened. That's, you know what? Fuck. That's how Stephen King does it. That's how Stephen King writes his novels? Yeah, so fast. He does alpha brain and uh, caffeine? Up his butt. Up his butt. <laughs> That's mm. Well, I, the, in reality, I think the way he did it was just, like, a lot of cocaine. You think Stephen King does drugs? I don't think. No, he, no, he doesn't like a... anymore. He a hundred percent did coke. Did he? Did? Yeah, he... <laughs> he seems like such a nerd. Like he seems like he wouldn't do that. But then again, like aren't all a lot of writers on like a form of like Adderall or s- s- basically speed? You know what? Historically, there was a lot of writers like uh, like Faulkner was a huge alcoholic, which always kind of blew my mind. I don't know how you write when you're just pissed drunk, but a lot of writers have had substance abuse problems because it it is a very sort of lonely endeavor and when you get stuck it's very very frustrating and i think uh writers have historically sought for ways to just sort of jar themselves out of that writer's block but none of them were smart enough to do alpha brain plus caffeine up their butt so we're next level with that um <laughs> but yeah yeah Stephen King, i heard him i heard him in vr <laughs> He, he was doing this, like, joint talk with George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin, who is sort of famously a slow writer, and is, it's been, like, like a decade since he wrote his last Game of Thrones book, was, was just like, ah, uh, yeah, Stephen, I, I have a... Actually, that was a pretty good George R. R. Martin question, uh, impression. Stephen, I, I, I have a question for you. Um, how do you write so fast? And Stephen King was just like, well, you know, I just sit down and uh, you know I start writing in the morning and then I just write five finished pages and then you know and then I just go on with my day. And George, he said it so matter of fact, they were like, yeah, obviously you just write five pages a day and then you know in a month you've written 150 pages. And <laughs> George R. Martin, you can see in his face is like, you motherfucker, like it's not that simple. Fuck you, Stephen King. Poor George R. R. Martin. One day, one day he'll finish his his uh, next Game of Thrones book. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? I I want an excuse to finish the one I was reading. <laughs> but you know who's definitely not going to read it when it comes out? Florida man. No reading in Florida. 
<laughs> Florida man does not believe in reading. I wonder if they even practice the alphabet in like schools in Florida. Do you think? Tell kids like do you learn your ABCs. Yeah, they 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 probably practice it. I mean, for maybe you know they they, they need to know they, they need to know the ABCs to um and when they're when they're doing police lineups. They're like, all right, like suspect A, step forward. Like, no, 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 not you, the other one. Do they do it by by numeric or or uh, I don't alphabet? Know. I don't know. I've never been in an, in the lineup. All right, play cool, Mondo. <laughs> You big dummy. Anyway, so Dude, this week. By the, way, <laughs> that, by the way, that would be an amazing job. I just thought about. It. I'm going to save that. But ju- but just to to be a guy that just fills in police lineups. Like you're one of the random guys who didn't do it. I want I want that to be a job as a profession, like yeah. as a career. That's what they have you do. <laughs> you just you just show up for police lineups, and you just like look suspect as fuck. And they're like, so if they didn't know who it was, they're like, oh, it was that guy? And they're like, no, no, he's here <laughs> four four days a week. You're making it up. You're a bad witness. But w- what would uh, that that person do if they're in Florida? What what was our nefarious crime from Florida this week? This <laughs> I was trying to bring it back. I don't know. I got a little bit lost yeah, there. Yeah, you did. Uh, I think Alpha Brain's not working, dude. I think. It's well, I didn't take it before this episode. <laughs> that was my mistake. All right, this week in Florida, man, a serial bank robber dubbed I Four Bandit is arrested. Clearwater police say. Two decades after David Mark Ratcliffe was suspected of robbing up to 19 banks along the along the I-4 interstate corridor, struck again Tuesday, police said. A serial bank robber that police nicknamed the I-4 Bennett was arrested Tuesday after robbing a bank in Clearwater, according to police. The robbery of a Wells Fargo branch, blah, 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 is the address reported at the da-da-da-da. Police said the suspect lost his patience with the teller and climbed over the counter to help himself to money. A witness told police the robber ran from the bank, got into a red Dodge Magnum, and drove away. A few minutes later... Wait, hold on. What, just to set the scene, what, what sort of car is a Dodge Magnum? Dodge Magnum? Hmm. It doesn't sound very fast. Is that like like an extra long Dodge Charger? I want I, I don't know for a fact, but I, I want to say it's like not... It's not like intended to be a getaway car. <laughs> it's like a... It's like a minivan? I don't know. Like, like a, I imagine like a CRV or a RAV4 or some shit. Or maybe like a oh what the fuck is it? It looks so I'm looking at, at a 2008 Dodge Magnum. It looks like a is cross it? between a sedan and a uh, station wagon. So it's like the PT Cruiser. It was like just this fat Kinda, vehicle. It, it's got like a sedan front, so uh-huh. it's not as high like as a PT Cruiser. It just got like has like a normal sedan front and then a station wagon back. Ugly fucking weird. Car. Okay, yeah, not a getaway car. Continue. Uh, a few minutes later, Clearwater. Detective saw the Dodge at a gas station on Clearwater Lar- Largo Road, and when the detective tried to conduct a traffic stop at West Bay Drive, the driver fled. The Clearwater Police Department said in a news release, "The suspect, identified as David Mark Ratcliffe, 55, was taken to Morton Plant Hospital. He was treated, then taken to the Pinellas County Jail to be booked." Uh, Why does David Mark Ratcliffe sound like he's a sitcom actor? David Mark Ratcliffe. They all, I don't know why, but they all have three names. Sitcom actors always have three names. I don't know. Maybe. Sure. It's just true. This this would be a Florida sitcom. Like, David Mark Ratcliffe starring in robberies. Oh, here we go. Here's some, some juice On to that NBC story. at 9 o'clock. Ratcliffe, the so-called I-4 bandit, was convicted of robbing six banks in Clearwater, Tampa, and Orlando in the late 1990s. He was suspected of committing up to 13 other robberies that helped along the I-4 corridor. Ratcliffe was released from federal custody in June after serving most of a 25-year prison sentence, according to the uh, 
Federal Bureau of Prisons Records. Jesus. So this guy was in prison for 20 years, and the mm-hmm. whole time he's like, man, as soon as I get the fuck out of here, I'm robbing another bank. Like, <laughs> I figured out what I did wrong. <laughs> I had a fast getaway car. This time, I'm going to get a Dodge Magnum. <laughs> Sounds like the condom. <laughs> it's going to confuse him. No. I don't know why in, in this he, this uh, rendition he sounds like George W. Bush. <laughs> I'm going to rob some banks. Check this out. Police say he is also suspected of committing bank robberies in Temple Terrace and St. Petersburg earlier this month. So this dude literally got out and was like, fuck this shit. I got to go start robbing more banks and go back to jail. He had 20 years to like think it through, and this was the best he came up with. God damn. He doesn't look like a... What was his name again? His name was... David High Pierce. <laughs> David Mark Ratcliffe. Who, who is David High Pierce? He, I know he's a sitcom actor. Sounds like an actor. David Mark Ratcliffe. This guy does not look like a David Mark Ratcliffe. This guy looks like maybe a, a, Dominican, a Dominican Republican. He's kind of got my bald thing going. Ooh, David High Pierce was Niles from Frasier. I, I told you, they all have three names. Never watched that show. Nor did I. <laughs> all right. That was it for Florida Man. This week on the wonderful world of Reddit, as soon as my fucking webpage loads up, here we go. Reddit question number one. What mm. celebrity would you marry if they asked you to without any date prior? Okay. I'll start because I actually <laughs> answered this and, and I had one of the the uh, most upvoted. Surprisingly, I was very surprised because I, I thought about this quite a bit. I was like, oh, no. So there's, there's uh, many uh, wonderful and attractive you know, female celebrities out there. And I'm like, man, it would take a rear breed uh, to kind of put up with my bullshit. <laughs> it would take a what? A, a, Hold on. Let me see if I can say that yeah, without slurring every single word. You're like, rare breed? A rare breed. Ah, there's, there's a lot of R's in there. Rare breed. A special sort of someone. Yeah, samesies. A unique individual. So you have to be a fucking saint. A, a saint? And I, But I when I thought about it, okay, I'm like, well, they definitely have to, would have to be kind of weird. Not, I don't want to say have bad Bad self-esteem, but maybe, maybe be a little bit insecure. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that, that would help. And also just like not be, yeah. too, be too full of themselves, be kind of like down to earth. And But they would also have to be kind of smart. Okay. So it's like intelligent, maybe a little insecure. Jesus. Weird. I'm like, man, that, that Who really... Who is this perfect person, Aaron? Well, I, that's the thing. I don't think they're perfect. Like they would have to be a little bit fucked up. Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is... And they're celebrity. Yeah, yeah. So so when I really I really boiled that down, I, I was like, I, I think for me, it would be Gillian Jacobs. Uh, she was of uh, community fame. She played Britta in the show Community. And then she was also in a, a pretty popular show on Netflix called Love, which I tried to watch and I, I couldn't stand it. Even for, for Gillian Jacobs, I could not watch that show because the male lead was just so annoying to me. But that's a whole other story. I've, I've heard uh, Gillian Jacobs a, a few times on another podcast called Comedy Bang Bang. I really hesitate to mention that because I'm like, wow, that's that's a show that's sort of like this one, but a lot funnier. So don't don't even don't listen to it. Just just know that she was really <laughs> good when she guessed it on that show. And then there was one clip in particular where I, I don't even understand what this show was. It was some sort of game show where you had to figure out if if these two people were lying and what they were lying about. And the last question was you had they had to the the people playing the game show and for some reason she was a contestant had to figure out which one of the 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 two people were lying about being a New York Times crossword editor and 
she got so excited because she recognized she knew the crossword editor of the New York Times by his voice. What the fuck? Because he'd appeared on NPR, I guess, a bunch of times, and she listened to this NPR program, and she starts, like, fangirling out that the New York Times crossword editor was there, and, like, it just asks him to say, like, I am so-and-so, the New York Times crossword editor, and she's like, I know who it is, I know who it is, and I was, I was like, wow, that's, that is a, a, a rare breed of, a, a rare breed, a rare breed, and so for me, I, you know, I sight unseen, if, if, uh, she, Gillian is, you know, like, you know what? I It's time for me to settle down, and I'm just going to ask a random podcast host, a random podcast host, you know, who's in, like, the top 20, uh, sorry, top 200 leisure category in Canada. Yeah. I'd, I'd be all about it. Nice. <laughs> That's funny, because we just discovered who Aaron's uh, celebrity crush is, and I'd never even heard of this chick before. I looked her up. She's kind of cute. She's kind of hot. Never heard of any of her work, or I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. But well, it, it was funny on Community. They initially cast her to kind of be like the hot love interest, and then they realized that she was just so weird and silly. They just made her character a complete like goofy train wreck, which worked a lot better. I, I don't think Gillian herself is that much of a screw up, but it be, her the the character was named Britta. Oh, and in the context of the show, to, Britta became a verb, meaning to screw something up. So, like, wow, you really britted that situation because the character was just like such a colossal screw-up and goof. And I was like, you have won my heart, Gillian Jacobs, <laughs> for, for your portrayal of this colossal screw-up. Very good. I, I so initially, my, my celebrity, uh, what was the question? What celebrity would you marry if they asked you without any date prior? See, I can't say Irene Aldana because she's not really a celebrity. So if She you, is. No, she's not. She's an MMA fighter. She's not really, like... Like celebrities, like a musician or an actress, is what I consider celebrity. Like just because you're, or maybe if you're like a Conor McGregor, you know what I mean. Like th- then you're, a, or a Floyd Mayweather. She's then a quarter million followers on Instagram. Celebrity status, but that's fine. You can. She's you can a celebrity. Mondo, this is this is your world. Fine. Continue. But so I can't pick her. But but so then I would pick. Damn, who did I say? I forgot. You already. said like fifteen different people. <laughs> yeah, but I'm forgetting who I said. I know one of them was. Uh, God damn! Why am I drawing a f- brain fart? I don't know. I mean, I think I think we have learned though that <laughs> slurring your words not ideal for a podcast, but just like incoherently mumbling, that's much better. But you, could, you but I can fix incoherent mumbling. That's a good point. I could delete that. You could. could just Jennifer Lawrence. That was one of them. Jennifer Lawrence is one of them. I can't think there was a second one, but I can't think of who it was. But Jennifer Lawrence is hot, and. uh so you're basing it off of her just being hot, or is there anything else? <laughs> yeah, just because she's fucking hot. What else? Does, there doesn't no need to be anything else. She's just hot. Her her personality seems. Uh, she was, I don't know. She seems pretty down to earth. I don't know. She seems kind of like yeah. a tomboyish sort of kind of not really like also not like how, how old is she? Too now? Uh, too full of themselves. Like just kind of like you know. Oh, the other one was Charlize Theron. That was the other one I had in mind. Charlize Theron's also another one. Just seems to be very down to earth. She pokes fun of herself often, and then, you know, she's also very attractive, and what is she, like, fucking Australian or some shit? No, she's South African. South African, that's what I meant. One of those weird ones. Like a completely different continent, <laughs> but all right. Close enough, goddammit. It's not in the United States. It's not North America. It's over there. It's on the other side. She can speak Afrikaans. Afrikaans? Yeah, I mean, Charlie Theron's amazing, but 
I feel like she's way too classy and sophisticated for me. And after like a week, she'd be like, what the fuck? But you know, so I don't, I don't, maybe, okay, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but there's certain actresses that play characters so, uh, like, whenever they've played like a down to, or like, okay, another one that I can think of is like Drew Barrymore. Like, whenever mm-hmm. she, she's played roles with like Adam Sandler, where she's like the female love interest lead, she always plays like a goofy. It feels like she's just being herself. Mm-hmm. And I get the same when Charlize Theron does certain roles in her, like, in, in, uh, in her like career. Like Mad Max for your road. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah like Furiosa. That's who yeah, I want to marry. You got fucking no arm and just start punching people and shit. I just want like a very monosyllabic uh, assassin who will just murder me. If if I step out of line, perfect. No, 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 no. She turned me on when she was in Monster. Ooh, those teeth. I've not seen it, but that, that's a role where she gained a lot of weight. Yeah, she plays a fucking serial killer. She's all ugly. She fucking puts on like prosthetics to like like really look ugly. Okay. It, it, cause it, so if we're talking about celebrity crushes, we don't mm-hmm. really know who the fuck these people are. So you kind of just base it off of what you think they are. Like if they play a character and they play that character pretty well, they're probably playing it like, you know, they're they're being themselves, not so much as just acting. Well, so I'm I'm basing it more off of when I I've seen them in interviews or things like that, where they're oh. they're ostensibly not playing a character. And and I think a lot of the interviews they are sort of affecting a persona. Uh-huh. You know, they're they're trying to come off a certain way. To you, I do think I think. Jennifer Lawrence, Charlize Theron, and Gillian Jacobs are all very much themselves because they are kind of down-to-earth people. But Charlize Theron in particular, I'm like, yeah, she's amazing. She she probably would would not really click with me. But, but you know, Mondo, you're you're a better man than I am. Maybe you're what she's been looking for all these years. Yeah, I know. I know, I know she dreams about me. It's all good. Um, some of the answers on Reddit, user... Ari underscore Broek writes, Paul Bettany seems to be a valid choice considering he is married to Jennifer Connolly. Oh, fuck. I forgot about for Paul Bettany. For 18 Bettany. years. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> Without being a couple prior to proposal. Wow, that's crazy. Um, Isla, another user, Theonaut99 writes, Isla Fisher, Isla Fisher, whatever. Sorry Isla. for it. I, I take your wife. Yeah, she's hot. She's very attractive. She d- Yeah, she's hot. I'll, you know, feisty, it look, sounding looking. Wow, so they just didn't take into account whether they're married at all. No, <laughs> fuck like, no. I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to marry someone who's already married. Uh, for me, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> uh, some chick, some chick, slime princess, 451 writes, Hugh Jackman. He just seems like a really sweet man and very easy on the eyes. Hugh Jackman. I don't know, I can't see anything but Wolverine. A lot of these are dudes. A lot of these redditors are all women, man. They're all horny women. There's a bunch of like dude celebrities. I'm yeah, trying to yeah, find just like for the this one. question, apparently. <laughs> uh, some dude Cabernet in the woods writes Monica Bellucci anytime. Uh, uh, okay. There's some chicks that are like hot, but they look they're just come on, kind of. I don't know their 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 bodies, their physiques, all that comes off pretty fake. I I like natural naturals, you know. Okay, hot. Well, I, I like, I gave relatively little uh, consideration to. I mean, Gillian Jacobs, beautiful, beautiful girl, but that wasn't like the primary thing I was looking at. Oh, shut up! You shallow motherfuckers, every oh, single one of you. Shut up, Mister. Hey, Mondo, why, why Jennifer Lawrence? I don't know. She's hot. Yeah. I saw, I saw that big data hack when her nudes leaked, and I was like, that's the one for me. Yeah, hell yeah. You know what? I did have those. Ta- I have those fo- on my phone. I used to have them on my phone. 
Yeah. No, we know, Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to tell us, and we were already completely aware. <laughs> that was it for Reddit question number one. Reddit question number two. What are the best jobs for people who are lazy and have zero ambition? I think that's kind of easy. Okay. Like, you, someone that doesn't have to leave home and just makes money from just sitting on their fat butt and doing absolutely nothing, like, be a fucking Twitcher. Twitch, like a streamer. Dude, like streaming's hard. No. Once you have all the equipment and all the bullshit, you don't have to leave your house. Yeah, but it's extremely mentally taxing, and to actually get enough of a following to make money, you have to be really good at it. I don't know, dude. I think you just uh, have to be... Um, I've streamed before. It was exhausting, and it's really hard. If you're able to be controversial and then just get a small enough of a gathering and, uh, you know... That 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 little amount of controversy gets you followers, and and next thing you know, you're you know you make it. And I I think you're completely underestimating how difficult it is to actually build a following on Twitch. I I think you, YouTube would be much easier. Anyway, um, I think yeah, I think if you don't really have if you if you don't really like you said you're lazy, you don't really want to go anywhere and do anything. You want to be a shut in. It's easy to be a streamer. That's probably the <laughs> dream job. If you're going to go that route, people, I'm going to give you a little career advice. Because I actually know, like, the breakdowns of how much people make. YouTube is a much better way to go. You, It's it's a little bit harder to break in initially, but you don't have to do it live. Like, it can be pre-recorded and everything. And you can make way, 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 way more money on YouTube. There's a much bigger audience out there. Twitch streaming, uh, it's it's really way more stressful than you would think. And would, what would you be streaming, Mondo? You're streaming I'm a not game? Saying, or? No, I'm, you'd have to have a, fa- a fantastic idea. You have to have something, some gimmick, something. Uh, all these, like all these uh, streamers have had, had started off with some weird, like, you know, thing, tick or it, something. If you're trying to go the route of self-employed digital content creator, YouTube's the place to go, not Twitch. Okay, yeah, well, that's all the same. I mean, social media or something, whether it's just streaming. I think, like, the ultimate lazy job, though, would be, like, a like a nighttime security guard where you just sort of sit there, right? Like, unless uh, you're in Florida, <laughs> where maybe there, there probably are robberies and break-ins, like, you know, every two days or so. Uh, outside of Florida, though, like, what, what would you really even do if you're just a nighttime security guard? Just, just kind of chill, hang out? There's a lot of jobs that are like that where, yeah, yeah, well, just a security guard in general, like Garda, like those, uh, well, not so much, not the people that carry money, but like the people that just, they're like rent-a-cops that just stand outside of like strip, strip malls and shit like that. They're not really security guards for right. a restaurant or a club or something. Yeah, so, 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 yeah, private security. But like during the day, those guys at least do have to actually stand there. Like they, they're, they're people going in and out. In theory, they should be looking at what's going on. Like, if you're a nighttime one where you're just kind of sitting in a little booth, like, looking at monitors, I mean, it, what's to stop you from just, like, uh, chilling and, and looking at YouTube and stuff the whole time? Oh, I know a good job for people at Lazy Have Zero Ambition. Just be a fucking house husband or wife and just marry rich. <laughs> just don't do shit. <laughs> just marry a cougar and then divorce her and then do nothing for the rest of your life. Now, in this scenario, are you looking after children or... Are you you're just a, a man of leisure? I'm just a man of leisure. Fuck that. I just do what I want. So you you're, you're are you cooking dinner? I'm cooking myself dinner. You're not cooking your your rich trophy wife she cougar. Could, eh, she probably has a chef or some shit. She probably has she you know she has her own cook or something. No no. So what 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 is she? 
getting out of this relationship to keep it going so your job is not terminated prematurely. This dick. That's not that's not enough. That's not enough of a contract. I, I do not a binding contract. I, I feel like maybe that, that wouldn't be quite enough. That reminds me of that scene from uh Get Him to the Greek with Jonah Hill and that that chick. Mm-hmm. She's like, If you don't watch this show with me, you're not gonna get any pussy tonight. He's like, That's not fair. How about I flip this on you? If I say you don't go with me with to this thing, then you're not gonna get any of this dick. And she's like, I'm staying in and watching the show. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Oh man. Some of the answers on Reddit, the users, Devil the Devil's Tenth Man writes, I have zero ambition and I used to think I was lazy. A year ago I switched from marketing, eighteen years, to working on a quarry driving a bulldozer. Turns, oh, turns out I wasn't lazy, just uninspired, bored, and had zero passion. In fact, negative passion for what I did. Marketing is kind of bullshit. Now I look forward to going to work. I spend my day trying to do my best job I can. I get to play with big awesome toys. Blast music all day and earn more than I ever have before. Uh, let's see, another. Do you know what job you cannot do if you're lazy, which is an easy one to get right now, is working in an Amazon fulfillment warehouse. Holy shit. Like, I, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about this huge struggle Amazon's having right now because they had so many people quit during the pandemic right at the time when there was this huge demand for more and more things. Like, everyone was buying from Amazon. So, Apparently, their solution was just to throw money at the problem. So, like, they right now, their you know their wages skyrocket. They're paying way more than they ever used to. For some places, they're giving like three thousand dollars sign-on bonuses. And I had this this thought of like, oh fuck, let me maybe maybe you know what? I, I think I could go walk around an Amazon warehouse. And then I read that the like some of these people like walk fifteen miles a day and. <laughs> They're, like, not able to use the bathroom except for, like, 20 minutes and the whole time. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to skip that. Sounded like a good idea for about two seconds. And then I looked at what those people in those warehouses actually do, and I thought better of it. User Mackerel Sky? They spelled mackerel uh, weird. Uh, Writes, toll booth attendant. Hmm. Yeah, you just press a button. That used to be an extremely, extremely high-paying job. Like... Like, absurd. Like, they were making, like, $80,000 a year to sit there and collect tolls. And it was a lot of, you know, people who were connected to politicians and things like that. The only problem is uh, that job is automated away. There's very few toll, bo- uh, toll booth workers left. It's all computers. Man. Yeah, they're not scanners. Now there's, like, a chip on your car and fast pass and shit. Yes, sir. User Adirondack underscore gal writes, work for the state or county in a, an administrative or clerical position. Yeah. Yeah, I seem like uh, I don't know, dude. Like uh, this is like kind of firsthand. Does this count as firsthand knowledge? Like when I was rooming with one of our friends, one of our brothers, <laughs> he worked for the. Uh, I think he was for the uh, the uh, county, like LA County, and he hardly went to work. And he well, let's was. Just, let's just give him a made up name like Frank. Yeah, <laughs> he. But I'm saying he hardly went to work, and he was somehow able to pay rent on time and bills and all that stuff. I was like, "How the fuck are you doing this? Like, how are you able to?" And then also feed himself, and uh, you know, I guess they just don't fire. I guess he's like he even. I think you remember saying him saying it was like it's really hard to get fired. Like I, oh, I can look, get away with murder and I, and. I'm trying to go through the, the permitting process right now mm-hmm. with the city of Lakewood, and. The person reviewing my application keeps sending me notes back, and she's like, you know, I need you to submit the site plan. 
And I wrote back, okay, I, I thought I, you know, I, I thought you did get the construction plans. Like I will resubmit them. And she's like, I'm still not seeing the site plan. And I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, you motherfucker. It's li- it's literally on page two of 15. You had to look one page and it's right. Ah! <laughs> like, yeah. How do you have a job? <laughs> like, please. But yeah, I, I think, um, people who, who work in sort of city governments are notoriously just sort of shit at their jobs. Yeah, the, they're shit at the jobs, and the jobs are shit, and the pay sucks, but the benefits are amazing because you've worked for, like, the city or the state or whatever. You know, you get amazing uh, benefits and retirement stuff and pension and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And, and, yeah, it's our tax dollars that are making sure that they, you know. Yeah, well, when I worked for uh, a state university, my pay that went into my retirement plan was uh, – it was almost a one for one. Like my paycheck almost got completely matched to go into my retirement. Nice. That's a lot of fucking dim. Yeah, it was it was a bunch. But uh, that it would be nice if the pay was a lot better, but yeah. That was it for Reddit. Question number two. This week, new on Netflix. Aaron. Qu- question number two, new on Netflix? What? S <laughs> figure says what? Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh this week, new on Netflix. Aaron, tell me about Super Cheech and Bat Chong. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't have a lot to say about it, uh, because I was a little bit burned out on all the different superhero things, and I, I'm not gonna have a lie, I really just didn't want to watch this one, uh, and like I knew I had to for the show. So what I did was I, I drove down to uh, South Broadway. Do you know where South Broadway is? South Broadway here in, uh, yeah, in, in Denver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's just like if you just from where we are, you just go east like like four miles and you hit South Broadway and they make a right. Uh-huh. And then you get to dispensary after dispensary after dispensary. And I was like, you know what? You told me that's called the Green Mile, right? Exactly. Because for, yeah, for just about a mile, there's every, like every place you turn, there's another dispensary. And so I, I, I got some, some edibles. I got some... Um, uh, just some regular old, I forget what it, was, what it was called. It was called like Atomic Cheech and Chong, which apparently that's a strain. Oh, wow. It's, it's good. You got to go find it. Oh. Um, and uh, I got, there's there's like a, like a, a THC like drink. You can get THC in everything apparently. Uh-huh. You get a THC soda. Yep. And so I went back and I was like, fuck, I'm just, you know what? I'm going to do this right. I'm just going to take all of it. Ooh. And, and I did. And I remember very little about the show, <laughs> if I'm being honest. So, so wait, so what was the name of it again? <laughs> Super Cheech and Bat Chong. Yeah. So it was. It was. I, I know. I know there was there was Cheech, and he was wearing like really bright sort of Superman spandex, but it was like all multicolored rainbowed. Nice. Um, and then there was there was Chong was was, was in a Batman s costume, but like instead of like um. You know, Batman is like one of the, like the sleek black, black leathery bats. It was like a very furry bat. <laughs> it kind of looked like, like you know, like you know the furries. Oh, holy shit! He, he kind of had that vibe going on, and I, so I remember that. Um, I, I definitely remember that they were smoking a lot, and every time that they took a hit on the show, I took a hit, which was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> and then I remember a part where. Uh, they're, they're, I think they were fighting a villain, and 
He like, but he like came into my room out of the TV. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> and he, he he kind of looked like a giant nugget of marijuana. What the fuck? And yeah, and he was what he was trying to do is he was trying to go into the minds of people and and get them like like in in like uh, marijuana trances and. They were trying to fight against him. And, like, he was in my room, and, like, I had to fight. Like, I actually was fighting him. And then Cheech and Chong were in the room, too, with me. And it... I think he did acid. This isn't marijuana that induced. This is some other drug you were doing before watching the show. No, man, you've never never done the Green Mile edibles. You have out-of-body experiences on those fucking things. I do remember the first time in, in uh, that I took a, an edible, and it was, you know, and it was the, the last time up until I watched uh, Super Cheech and Batchong, <laughs> where I took it, and I was like, oh, fuck, nothing. Like, after like an hour, nothing happened, and I was like, oh, I'll take a little bit more. And that was a mistake, because I was started freaking out. And I remember, I remember I was trying to watch a UFC card on the edible, and I just started completely freaking out because there's a, a uh, fighter named Marina Moroz from some some place like in the, the vicinity of Russia, and I started really losing it because I thought she looked like a ferret. And then like I'm watching it, and like I kept seeing her as a ferret on the television. It was really fucking with me. <laughs> this is, this was real life actually happened, and I remember like. I got so paranoid that I was looking up ways to to come down from being high, and no Boo. joke. When I woke up at eleven a.m., I took it at like seven p.m. You know, on a on a weeknight, I wake up eleven a.m. the next morning and I was still high. Yeah, <laughs> I was not happy. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so it it really took a lot, and I you know I don't have a great marijuana tolerance because I don't I really don't smoke, and <laughs> I think I just went overboard, and. Um, the last part I remember is, is like, yeah, it was like me, uh, Super Cheech and Bak Chong, and like we were, we were, we're gonna, we were gonna lose to to the, the 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 giant villainous nugget of marijuana, but like we put our hands together and then we got the power of friendship. That's like the the most little known superpower when you put your hands together and you're like friends, like you get charged up from the power of friendship and then you can defeat anything. And and I I think we won. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, "Fuck, that was a crazy show." Um, so I, I think I think what I'm saying is the power of friendship. Yeah, you don't know about the. I, I, I keep trying to explain to you about the power of friendship. It's the best superpower. <laughs> I automatically think of like like Captain Planet. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the power of friendship. Uh. It's like it's like it, the hero is losing. Like oh no, I, I can't go on. And then their friends like, you can do it. What, what, what's what's a what's a generic hero name? Super Cheech and Batchong. You can do it, Super Cheech. I believe in you. And he's like, I believe in you too. And then he gets charged up. That's how it works. That's how the power of friendship works. This is a well-known superhero trope, mostly in anime, but I really felt like there's some anime vibes going on in the show. And uh, basically, what I'm saying is, I uh, if you watch this show sober, I give it a zero out of five stars. Not recommended. The only way to watch this is on copious amounts of edibles and weed and other THC-related products. And then, you know, five out of five. Like, you're going to see some weird shit. You're going to learn some things about yourself. Um, and, you know, you might feel a power friendship connection to Super Cheech and Batchong. So <laughs> if, 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 you're, if you're somewhere in the Midwest where you can't accessibly get weed, forget it. You know, Colorado, Oregon, California, rock on. Super Cheech and Batchong. Let's go.
I would watch Super Cheech and Bad Chong. I don't care what you say. Have you seen How High? That movie is amazing. Which one was How High? That was the one with uh, Method Man and Red Man. Yeah, that movie was really good. See? It can be done, sir. Take two stoners and make them superheroes. Da, 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 da. I would watch it. Oh, there's been plenty of good stoner movies. Uh, Pineapple Express, I thought, was quite good. Uh, I enjoyed it. First stoner movie was E. Whatever. That's like your opinion, your opinion man. man. <laughs> no, no, no. Step on the line. That's fine. I remember the most stoned I've ever been on edibles. I was at, we were, it was like a Lancer brother. Oh, I'm wearing a Lancer thing. Speaking of, yay. Uh, it was a Lancer brotherhood, brotherhood retreat at Greg's place in Oceanside. He has like big house, right? His parents have two houses and he's like basically living in this giant ass one by himself. Invites a bunch of Lancers and we make like a, I think that, I think that one time we did like a deep, deep pit barbecue, like where you bury a pig and you barbecue it and you eat it Mm -hmm. anyway. And, um, a lot of the guys are like stoners and, you know, doing marijuana and stuff. And Grego gave these, gave us these little gummy jelly things that, were, that supposedly said 50 milligrams. And 50 milligrams is, is a lot. Like, but when you build a tolerance, like you can, you can do 30, 40, 50 and like, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be high and you'll have a good time. This 50, 50 milligram thing that we took mm-hmm. Dude, it was not 50. It's, I swear, it felt like 150. Like, it was rid- ridiculous. Like, I remember we were walking. We were Yes, the age-old tale from literally anyone who's ever had an edible. Continue. <laughs> no, because, like, most edibles will tell you, like, portion mm-hmm. it out and then take this amount. And, you know, and then if you feel like it's not working after, like, 45 minutes an hour, you take more. But this thing was, like, boom. Like, right off the bat, you're in fucking space. Anyway, we decided we wanted to go for a walk, like, down into, like, downtown Carlsbad. And I felt like I was walking diagonally. Like, the, <laughs> like I, you probably were. <laughs> I felt like my body was doing this the entire way, like, down uh, this, like, beach boardwalk thing. And yeah, I was, I had a good time. <laughs> Not really, because we sat on the couch and did absolutely dog shit after that. That's how baked all of us were. Anyway, moving on. Uh, the real show on Netflix that we're about to discuss is, drumroll, The Outlaws. Aaron, did you watch it? I, I did, but I've only seen three episodes. So let me ask you okay. some questions. Because you, you've seen the entire, is six episodes? Is that six, the, yeah, 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 six episodes. So it's kind of like a mini series. Mm-hmm. So just to, to fill in a few quick facts, this is a BBC One miniseries, uh-huh. six, six episodes, uh, written by Stephen Merchant, who uh, was one of the, the like co-writers of The Office. So it was Rick, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant were the ones who did The British Office, which then came to America and became The Office with Steve Carell that most people know. So, Mondo, is this a comedy? And, and then if, it, if so, what kind of comedy is it exactly? It's absolutely a comedy. And the way, uh, the way I described it to you the first time we talked about it in passing was that it's like the misfits show that we've talked about before uh-huh. minus the superpowers so, so i found that a little bit misleading because the misfits was just a very sort of silly goofy over the top show i felt like the tone of this was a little bit different it had a little bit more like serious uh parts of it for sure um but but the kind of the 
the gist, the premise of being like having to do community service. Yeah, and yeah. The basic premise is the same. So okay, so so that's that's a different question from what I was asking. But let's let's get into that. So what is, what is the the basic premise? Like what what is happening in the show? So there's like uh, five or six <clears throat> people from different backgrounds that are all in trouble for some reason or other, and they have to go and serve community service at this fucking place and clean up this fucking this building. Yeah. So so apparently from from our knowledge of. Uh, the misfits, which Armando just mentioned in this show, in the UK, if you get in, in trouble for you know like a non-jailable offense, they will give you community service, put you on a work detail. You'll have to go, you know, clean up, do some sort of public works project, and you'll have like a little crew with a supervisor. That was that was the format in the misfits. And they that's do what's that here in here. the states, but here in the states, it's only like working on the side of freeways. Those are usually prisoners no. who are on a work detail, aren't they? Nope. When I when I got my DUI, I had to do that. <laughs> When you do, when you get a DUI, like all the like minor offenses, like you said, non-jailable, non non-violent offenses, uh-huh. and you gotta like kind of get your, you know. Did Did you make friends from weird and diverse no, backgrounds? No, 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 not at all. Was one of them a uh, Instagram reality star from you know from a, a super rich family? S- sadly, none of the people that you serve Damn. community service with. Come with those uh, interesting backstories that the like the ones in the outlaws. So, so that's so that's the basic premise. And then what what like what is the sort of driving narrative of the plot? Like, so they're all they're all doing uh, cleanup on this building, and and then what what moves the story there, forward? So one of the one of the people serving uh, this community service uh, sentence, if you will, steals some money. And then gets in trouble because the people that he stole it from are trying to get it back. And so the rest of the gang, the, the, the outlaws that are serving the community service, end up somehow getting mingled into this whole thing about getting the money. And yeah, so they all get in they trouble. They get, get involved. They yeah. got pulled into it. So kind of going back to the initial I was just asking about the sort of tone of the show. At least when I watched it, I had a lot of like, Oh fuck! Like this is sort of heavy type of moments. Like there was, there was. I felt like some very good sort of silly comedy like worked in, but to me, like there were like some pretty heavy moments where I was like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't take the heavy moments too too heavy. Like, the, like whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I was yes, I was aware it was a show. <laughs> I wasn't like, oh my god, this documentary about these poor British people. I hope they are right. Like. To, to me, it, it felt like there were never any, like, real stakes in The Misfits. I'm like, ah, it's a goofy show. They're all going to be fine. Which is funny because some of them do do end up getting killed in that show. But They almost all get yeah. end up getting killed. But in this one, none of them get killed. Spo- spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. God damn it. I, I've only seen three episodes, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but there's uh, – yeah, they are, there's different – they're all different characters coming from different backers. So, so – so, couple questions. First, what did you like most about the show? Anything. It could be – you know the characters, the plot, the whatever. What was your favorite thing about the well, show? I didn't One know, thing. I didn't know. I didn't know that there's well, there's the the, the the there's two actors in there that like right away I was like, oh, these guys are gonna make the show funny. One of them was Christopher Walken, mm-hmm. and then the other one was that guy. I don't know his name. Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant. So I didn't know that guy's name, but I've seen him in other comedic roles, and he was always kind of like this goofy, kind of funny um, guy. And and just having them too, and and the parts that they play, like the characters they play, like were just were very very good very funny those two are definitely the ones that that are the the main comedic uh sort of driving forces in the show 
Yeah, there's a couple other characters that do have some some funny stuff here here and there. But yeah, the other ones are just kind of just okay. serious and so, so your your favorite your favorite thing was the the performance of Stephen Merchant and Christopher Walken. Yes. What was your your least favorite thing about the show? My least favorite thing about the no show. No spoilers, you son of a bitch. No spoilers. I wanted that I wanted there to be more of like a uh like a heist type of feel, but there was none of that. It was more like dramatic, you know. There, like you said, there was some dramatic stuff, but they didn't really get into like the. Yeah, well, so so far from what I've seen, it's been yeah. There, there's there's the comedy mixed in, but there's a lot of dramatic elements. It's more sort of character development and sort of unraveling who these people are, which which sometimes like when you get into it, I'm like, oh, this is just sort of sad. <laughs> like, and then they're like, no, 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 it's funny again. It's funny again. Don't worry about it. That was, I mean, in, through through three episodes. So you you, you wanted, um, you wanted it to be a little bit more plot driven than character driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, that's a good way of saying it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. W- would you be? Do you think there's going to be a season two? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see that there was a need for a season two. But then when you told me there was, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'd watch another season. The like like walking every <laughs> Christopher walking. Yeah, yeah. Just. Every time Watkins on screen, you're like something fucking great's gonna happen, and like he didn't, he but he did just he just was walking, he was just himself. It wasn't any. I'm just he, Christopher walking, cleaning up a building. Yeah, uh, he just you know it's just walking. It's like whenever he's on TV, you just gotta watch it. You know, you just gotta your eyes are glued to see what the hell he's gonna do. You know, not quite like uh, uh, Robert Sheehan and the Misfits. Like he didn't completely steal the show, but Watkins was like, okay, he's gonna be in this scene. Something's Funny's gonna happen, or or something's gonna happen, and 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 he's just he's just amazing. Well, I, you know what? And I, I to to go back, I guess to your comparison of the Misfits. Um, to me, the only only reason to watch that show was for what was his name, Robert Sheehan, in Misfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was the only reason to watch it. He he carried that whole show, and as soon as he was off the show, I'm like, oh, there's no point in this anymore. Yeah. Um. Whereas, I I also really enjoyed. Both uh, Stephen Merchant and Christopher Walken's performance in the three episodes I saw, but to me there were there were a lot of characters in that show where I was like, yeah, kind of invested. I'm like, oh, I'm like rooting for these people. Yeah, they're they're obviously not perfect people. They're kind of fucking up, but most of them I would say I could kind of identify with in one way or the other. And you're kind of it's kind of rooting for them to do well. So I'm like, oh, I want to see what happens to this person. Were, were there any characters you just didn't like in the show? Um. I initially didn't like the, uh, I guess the business owner guy, the guy that the the. the so, so there's there's one scene. Let me actually, I, I they show summed it up perfectly. There's one scene where there there are the, these uh, the t- two two younger people. There's there's a girl who gets thrown in there for shoplifting a ton of stuff, and she's sort of like a studious sort of goody goody girl who has a, a, a Asian mom and. Her her way of sort of breaking out of this restrictive lifestyle. She steals a lot of stuff, and she's talking to uh, this this black guy, and, and she's like, she's like, oh, every everybody here is a, <laughs> is a type, and she he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, they're all types, and like, and he's like, well, what are the types? And she's like, well, there you you've got your your right wing blowhard. I don't know. If she said blowhard, but like the, your right winger, and then. And that was the the business owner that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And then you've got your like lefty protester, and that was the the, the this black black the literal lady. protester. Yeah, she 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 got uh, arrested for for a protest stunt that she did. 
And then, and she's like, and you've got like the, you know, like the, the old um, shifty guy, uh, it was Christopher Walken, and you've got the socialite pop star, and then you've got whatever Stephen Merchant is. <laughs> <laughs> just, he was the only one where she's like, whatever the hell he is. And the guy's like, what am I? And she's like, you're the bad guy or the bad boy. And and like it's nice. They are kind of archetypes, but they do a nice job fleshing them out and kind of giving them death. So yeah, at, at first, like the the two characters that I was like, you guys are both just annoying as fuck. Or, or were the the business owner that you're talking about, the the right winger, and then the lefty protester. I'm yeah. like, you're both just goddamn fucking annoying. But particularly with the business owner, like. Where you kind of get to know his backstory a little bit more, I'm like, you're still a twat. Yeah. But okay, I can see where this guy's coming from I a little see, more. I can see why you're a twat. Yeah. I understand why you're a twat. You know, you're. you're and the same with the crazy sort of kind of uh, protester bitch. You're like, yeah, you're you're nuts. But I also understand kind of what drives your uh, your your psychosis or whatever yeah, you want to call what, it. What makes you tick? What gets you going? And you know, Mondo. What really gets me going is uh, Urban Mate and Alpha Brain Enema. <laughs> Courtesy of Onnit. O-N-N-I-T. <laughs> the Outlaws is not officially sponsored by Onnit, but they could be. So, so yeah. So, so you, you, you did not like that guy, but do they get more into their characters? Because in the, in the third episode, they just started to kind of get into those two characters' backstories. Well, like, a lot of the characters, like, even, like, okay, there's the business owner guy and the crazy protester chick. They got they got kind of redeeming qualities to some of their mm-hmm. assholeness. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they developed the characters a bit more. And oh, and it's funny. One of the things, is, and I, I, I kind of thought about this, was there, there's, there are shows where, and, and this is another kind of weird correlation, but I felt like uh, Cobra Kai was a lot like this, too, where there's characters who are very flawed characters, and they fuck up, but, like... They have redeeming qualities, and they're actually trying to do good, even if they're not yeah. necessarily succeeding. And, like, something about that to me is always really compelling. I, I root for characters like that a lot more than someone who's, like, just just good or just bad. or You know, it's like you're doing your best. Like Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Yeah, in a way, right? Lannister was, like, probably, to me, like, the best uh, example of this fucko. When you get introduced to him, you're like, "Oh, you're a fucko. You're you're a worthless piece of shit, and you fuck your sister." <laughs> and then you know he doesn't kind of re- redeem himself. And I feel like if the writing hadn't gone to such shit, like once he had his redemption arc, like Theon Greyjoy probably would have been the same way. Yeah, but by that time the show had fallen off a cliff. But yeah, I agree with you. Jamie Lannister was one of the best characters because he like he fucked up a ton. Uh, he fucked up. He fucked. In his sibling, he fucked all sorts of places he shouldn't have fucked, and then you're like, and then it made it really satisfying when he was trying to do do good. The difference is like he was a super like capable like sort of uh, strong character in a lot of ways, and a lot of these people are just yeah, completely yeah, fucking useless. Yeah, yeah. But they're doing their best, and it's like ah man, um, maybe maybe it doesn't speak well that I'm like identify with uh, super useless people that are. You know, Stephen Merchant in particular, his character is hilarious and terrible at his job. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, the moments where he actually has triumphs and little successes, you're like, yeah, buddy, you fucking get it. Yeah. yeah you go, you tall, gangly motherfucker. He's funny as fuck. I've seen him in other movies. I just didn't know his name was what his name was and that he was a part writer or creator of this show. Anyway, I discovered it just kind of uh, 
like looking for something to watch, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I want to, I want to watch it just, ju- I want to watch it just because of Walken. And then I was, I was, you know, I enjoyed but it. Christopher Walken, Walken, yeah, yeah, he's funny. He plays uh his characters like a, like a kind of a, ne'er do well like grandfather type of character, like uh, you know, like you know. Uh, old patriarch that's done some bad in his time and he's kind of like just fucking he's an older gentleman of ill repute yeah 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 but he's uh he's funny as fuck a shyster a con man i don't know what accent i'm doing now but you get the gist so so uh if uh, on a one to ten scale uh, on a on a on a scale one being like uh one walking and and ten being uh a full-blown walking what what would you rate this as Hmm. How many walk-ins would you give this? Little man, I give it about seven walk-ins. Seven walk-ins? Yeah, yeah. That's a abundance of walk-ins. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, he's fucking great. He's so good. I, so I, I've been, wa- I'm, so I'm catching up like on other shows where like you know I'm already watching like Fear the Walking Dead and all these other shows on the side, and I'm getting caught up with those. And whenever. Whenever a new episode dropped for this, for that, for the Outlaws, uh, like whenever like there's like five new episodes came on from five different shows, Outlaws was one of the first shows I wanted to watch, if that makes sense, if that kind of puts it in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's all these other shows that I've been watching for years and years, and like I'm like, hmm, I, I really want to know what's going on in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it made me want to watch yeah, show. oh, I I agree. I mean, so you told me about it last night. So I tried to watch a co- you know some episodes just to catch up for the podcast. Yeah, and it was to the point where I'd finished the third episode, and I was like, mm, I'm gonna, I really want to keep watching, but if I do, I don't think I will show up in time for the podcast. Dude, I went to bed at four in the fucking morning. Oh no, I did not mean to do that, but I did. And then I woke up at eight. I was just, yeah, Armando, you need your beauty rest, dude. Fucking yeah. I mean, you no, you really need it. Yeah, I do. You know what? Through through uh, three episodes, I give it eight out of ten walk-ins, <laughs> uh, and that's just you know what? I just really enjoy the show. Like, I mean, I'm engrossed. I like the characters. Yeah, I, c- I could see maybe it, it falling a little bit flat if there's not as satisfying of an ending. Maybe that speaks more to the the lack of sort of some plot-driven elements that you're talking about. But yeah, so far, I've really enjoyed it. So if people, if you're looking to watch it, right now, it's only available uh, if you sail the seven seas or if you if you, you have a, a VPN, you could you can watch it, I think, for th- for free on the, the BB1 British, or sorry, BBC1 app. But in the, the near future, in the next like two, three weeks, it's supposed to come to Amazon Prime, so you could watch it there. You know, if, if we develop a, a UK following, you guys can watch it right now. And if not, I highly suggest you guys check this out once it becomes available on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. Um, this show is walking approved. That was a terrible... I, I should I should let it go. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add to this episode, sir? Yeah, uh, I climbed a 14er Ooh. this week. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it yeah. was really awful. I, the weird part is, I want I actually kind of want to go do another one next week, and I don't know why. I think I guess what I'm saying is, if you're like, "Hey, should I watch uh, Super Cheech and Batchong on a ton of edibles, or should I go cl- climb a 14er?" I say go get the edible, son. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was you, you're gonna you're gonna climb a mountain either way, and maybe 
do it from the safety of your own home. Right on. Well, uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening and watching us on YouTubes. And I tried to do something fun and fancy today by wearing sunglasses. And I was going to wear this thing, but apparently this and the headphones don't it don't work. But I wanted to make the show visually <laughs> by me wearing a hat. Anyway, we'll see you guys in the week. Thanks for listening to us. Hope you guys enjoyed. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.